This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, does capitalism and white supremacy make you feel good about yourself? Do you affirm your existence by comparing yourself to others? Are you a dumb bitch? Find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. What's up? Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. How you doing? I'm doing good. That's good. That's I had good. a little mental health moment this morning, but um, charging through it. I had some coffee. Okay. And I feel okay. All right. I'm drugs. All right. Yes. That's how it works. When we do drugs. Yes. That's my <laughs> life. Welcome to Tea, tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. Ew. Right. Yes. I'm thinking about trying a more elongated, um, deeper sounding owl. I'm gonna try it next week if I remember. Okay. You know, just you know, switch it up a little. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's that's how I actually sound in, in real life. So I was gonna try that. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, please use the hashtag T with QJ on twitter and instagram and all other social media we retweet that shit we follow that hashtag we comment to things that we see on that hashtag and you all can also follow it and talk to one another yes find your tea friends i like that yes. oh shit yes. i think we finally got a tribal name yes. we got tea friends yes. i like that shit yeah i like i know some people use tea hive y'all can keep doing that i'm cool with that yeah but, but tea friends yeah, yo i fucks with that friends. oh shit what is this episode Straight 170 off the, the, the dizzle off the dizzle come with it come with it also please use the hashtag podin p-o-d-i-n and that lets other folks within the pods and color circle know that you are listening to tea with queen and j podcast or introduces them to our podcast so yes. please do that shit yes. we appreciate that and yes we are recording at icn studios um check out their website icn.dj that's right do that shit libations, libations. Ooh, i'll tell people what libations okay, are cool libations are basically tea with queen and jay shout outs it's when we pour one out for the homies for the people places and things that are giving us black ass black joy what are your libations for this my week? libations are for i was in the bronx from friday to saturday mm-hmm. our homeland and yes our homeland mm-hmm. and i decided to get my nails done with my homegirl ashley hey ashley and ashley does nails no i said with her oh sorry hey ashley <laughs> <laughs> She was like, bitch, you've been holding We all we about to have a homegirl day at <laughs> Ashley's house. We all about to get our nails done. We about to pay black women and get these nails no, done. I okay. I didn't pay black women. Okay, that's instance. cool. Well, hi, Ashley. Um, okay. So we went out to her nail salon and there were Bronx prices. Yes. Which yes. I'm like, what the fuck? Gotta appreciate I'm feeling the still $15, the price that it was when I was okay. a teenager. How much is a Joe, Manny? Fuck? Um, I didn't look at that. I was okay. looking for myself. Yes, yes. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. So I want to tell you guys, I got a filling. Mm-hmm. I had two nails repaired. Whoa. Gel nail polish. Okay. And then I have, I got this design. It's like four-year-old. Yeah. It's a whole like metallic situation thing. happening over there. All of that was $40. Mm. And these nails 
Yes. I haven't had, like, when I was younger, I would pay those prices. Mm-hmm. I thought that, you know, prices went up and all of this stuff. So, mm-hmm. as I've been, I just started getting my nails done in this way again in February. I wasn't doing this for years, years, right. and years. And I haven't found a place that I love yet. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, let me pay the cheaper price and not have my nails breaking the way they've been breaking. Factual. And I've been giving you more than $40. I got, that was mad shit for $40. Mm-hmm. I like this. Yes. So, right. well, I will see how much they stay on i feel as if i can probably dig concrete and mm-hmm. these will stay on my nails mm-hmm. and yeah so i'm just excited for these nails i'm excited for you i appreciate I this right report now. do you want to tell the people where you were by any chance or you i was care? in a park chester section of the bronx it okay was far in the bronx mm-hmm. but i can find my way there because i can because i like that i have some work that happens there so okay well yes. fantastic congratulations mm-hmm. libations to, to good uh good nail prices yes thanks um, I want to lie, bait. Okay. I don't know if, if any of y'all watched the Aretha Franklin funeral. I did not. Lots of shenanigans going on. I wanted to. I was, but for some reason, my Bluetooth headphones were not connecting to my computer at work. Mm-hmm. And I wanted that to be an alone experience. I didn't want anyone to yeah, like, be a part of it. So it no. didn't work. So I just gave up and can't actually share did, with that. I you can't share in that. Not with white folks. <laughs> um, yeah. So it is. It is ten hours long. I was able to skim through the first six hours okay. on uh, what day was that? It was this weekend or whatever. So I was able to skim through the first six hours and catch dedication. the highlights. Yeah, but I was skimming through. I was doing other stuff. I, I was not watching six hours of this mm-hmm. shit. But I watched the highlights within the first six hours. Okay. Anyway, what I saw, which I couldn't fully see on the playing, the showing that I was watching. But Maxine Waters was in the audience. And the minister who, some minister, I don't know if it was the guy who was officiating the whole program mm-hmm. or if it was another minister. But shouted out Maxine Waters and she stood up and he was like you know people are coming for you and coming at you we have your back yada 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 maxine waters og auntie congresswoman the honorable maxine waters gave the wakanda salute yeah i heard about that okay i saw the just bit of gif floating around of it and i I nearly like cried Mm -hmm. and like it's just it's just something about aunties doing like intergenerational shit yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like staying tapped into like what younger people are doing or yes. just what's current honestly because mm-hmm. all different ages went to see the black panther movie and a lot of us feel very connected to that wakanda salute so just seeing her do that at aretha franklin's funeral it's just the blackest thing that i've seen this month i think and i oh. threw it back at her so it was pretty dope I appreciated it. There was people being stupid about that, but I'm going to leave that alone because I'm going to let you live. Go ahead. No, no, no. Let's get into it. Someone, a a continental African was like, if only y'all loved (laughs) Africa as much as y'all loved like Wakanda. Talking about like, I guess, black black Americans and our relation to the continent of Africa and all of that shit. Nigga, who was it? I don't know. No one that I know. Oh, Just okay. Like random I random. want the name and I want the people, address. People came for them. Okay, good. You know, they gave them that work. Good. Um, which I appreciated seeing because mm-hmm. it was just like, shut up. Right. What uh, they don't know is that the Wakanda salute is the African-American salute. What so. they don't know is that keep your hot takes to your fucking And self. that shit. Not everything needs a fucking hot take. that Let shit. Let people enjoy things. Exactly. Let it's Pan-African, excuse me. I, t- I take that back. I was in my feelings. The Wakanda salute is a Pan-African salute. It's the Wakanda salute comes from a movie and a comic book, right? I don't think the salute is from the comic book. I don't think. But it comes from the movie. It does come from the movie, yes. Okay. We all like the movie. You we know what I mean? Like, relax. Like fucking relax. It does have cultural Calm significance. Calm the fuck down. Yes. 
shit. Like, mm-hmm. shut up. Mm-hmm. She did that, and the continental African knew what she was doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, relax, yeah. fall back. <sighs> That's a weird hot take. Look, people like hot takes. Like, they like hot cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's let's just get out of this. Let's just move all the way away from this because it's starting to get weird. And if you've never listened to this podcast before, you might think that I'm we're specializing, making it awkward. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not about this uh, Black American versus the continent war. Yeah, we don't do that. Dang. We're about Black folks everywhere. Just don't come from my Wakanda salute, and don't come from the unity that it makes us feel, and don't come for unity. What in the fuck? What in the black ass fuck? What in the black ass fuck? All right, moving along. You want to tell people how to donate? Yes. And tell them why we need yes. donations. So, Tea with Queen and Jay, we always ask for donations. Yep. Donations help us to su- help us to sustain this podcast, help mm-hmm. us to grow this podcast. We are very grateful for all the donations that we have got in the, what, four and a half years we've been doing this shit? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yes. Yeah. So, how can you donate? You can go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com, um, scroll down on the homepage, and then there's where we give you two options. Two! Um, the first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you drop however much you want in a collection, in a collection plate. There's no commitment there. You can come back and visit as many times as you want because, you know, we love that shit. But then we also have our Patreon option, and our Patreon option is where we're asking for a little more commitment. Um, it's kind of a, not kind of, it's a subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are, we're only asking for $2 a month. $2! You can act, you can pay more or less. That's up to you. But $2 a month is all we're asking for. And those are the two ways that you can donate to Key with Queen and Dre monetarily. You can also donate to us by leaving a review on whatever service you use to listen to this. So that's Apple Podcasts, CastBox, SoundCloud, however mm-hmm. you listen to this podcast you can tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend you can use the hashtag use the hashtag you can retweet Retweet the show you know share it so that is another way that we ask for donations is by you sharing with you here here that's right fantastic speaking of donations we have some donation libations for this week okay we have new patrons thank y'all so much for breaking us off on the patreon we really really appreciate yes. that it's been super helpful our expenses outweigh the money that we get in yes. so it was nice to like see our patreon dollars and like be able to put that towards all the bills that we incurred last month yes <laughs> last month was looking good. We, we have more months we have then, more months than bills, than, than more months than money. Okay, <laughs> which we're here. We we're both used to that life. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, so uh, this week's new patrons are Kiara, Jennifer, Sydney, Upter Pledge. Thank you so much, Sydney. Thanks, we Sydney. appreciate you, Jada mary and lewis lewis actually left a message lewis says hey queen and jay thank y'all for existing and creating revolutionary work the last episode really left an impact on me i think it was how jay reflected on supportive liberated friends and seeing her sister at afropunk thank you for sharing that it was beautiful and thoughtful y'all make me laugh on top of calling all the bullshit and brought to light important PSAs like why black and brown people need more sleep all in the same episode. Least I can do is donate a dollar an episode. Much appreciation. Love, Louis. Or hey. Luis. I'm not sure Thanks, how you pronounce Louis. that. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And that was a lovely motherfucking Yeah, that note. was a really nice note. Yeah, we really do nice appreciate note. y'all's notes. They really do make a difference mm-hmm. considering um, we be back on our rent. So it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when you have bills to get words of affirmation. Yeah. as it it's payment 
in yes. some way. Yeah, you know it, what is. No, it feeds it us. Is. Yeah, it, is. it feeds no, us. It feeds us. You want to do our PayPal? I will do the PayPal. Kiara, oh. sorry. The person who donates to our PayPal also broke us off on the Patreon. So this is really cool. Okay. Thank you for the two time donation. Two time. Yes. One hop for this time. okay so that's our paypal um donations we got one from kiara like jay just said i'm way past due i came across the podcast in april and have been telling myself you gotta donate for forever so i'm back paying the two dollars since april and i'm joining the patreon the world needs to hear the voices of two women as race nerds and this slice of the world appreciate you appreciate you both and then we got a PayPal donation from Danny of Danny and Cleo podcast. And they left a note also. And it says, for being dope, for being black. Yes. I like getting money just for being black. That's right, yo. We deserve that shit. Everybody should be giving us money just for being black. And by everybody, I mean white people, yo. <laughs> so thank Word. you so much, Danny. Also, please check out Danny and Cleo's podcast. They are a married couple who I describe them as two people who are decolonizing married. And they. Yes. Ex- yeah, they explore different types of. Re- they're. they're yeah. I don't want to spill it because it's like. When I'm li- when the first time I was listening, I was like, "Wait, are they?" But anyway, they are, I think, in like an open marriage type like situation, nomina- like non-monogamous. Yeah, kind of. What did they call it? I don't know. Okay, I'm not sure. Okay. And also, I'm not sure, but also it evolves on the show because they're exploring it right, Which right, makes right. Because they're exploring it, they're exploring what works and doesn't work. Mm-hmm. When they first started the podcast, they were not in an open marriage, so an open relationship. So it's just interesting to listen. It's very clear that they love each other, and it's nice to hear two people working their shit out mm-hmm. and not being perfect and not not telling us how to be perfect. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that. a journey. And they talk about all different type of shit. It's not just based on that, but it is really cool to hear two people who clearly love each other also struggling consciously and talking about that shit. It's black folks. Cool. Decolonizing marriage. Out, Fuck with them. Fuck mm-hmm. with Danny and Cleo. And they're very cool. And Cleo, one day we're going to meet and hang out. We've been like trying They've to been, connect. Yeah, every time y'all try to hang out, you said yeah it's somehow just, it just doesn't our phones don't work we're in a, a crowded area where we don't have service or something insane and ridiculous so it seems like we're both being hollywood like oh girl i want to meet up with you mm-hmm. but we actually do <laughs> want to meet up with one another and it just don't happen but mm-hmm. we're gonna meet and hang out one day gotcha. yep 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 so it's time for what to get into the show all right What kind of tea are you drinking? I am not drinking tea today. Okay. What kind of tea are you drinking? Um, I actually did want to make tea. I honestly just forgot. <laughs> I did want to make it because I am, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm on a, my mental health is struggling today you. and some tea could be nice, but we're already into the show. Yeah. I'm okay. feeling good. If I had to pick a tea to drink, it would be chill the fuck out chamomile <laughs> okay. or calm the fuck down Earl Grey Got you. or relax, relate, release lavender, Cute. some shit like that. I like that. Right? That's what our tea line is going to be like. Yes. So I Can just somebody wanna... make me some lavender tea? <laughs> I would drink that for our new listeners we usually drink tea while we dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism that's right but that's it's hot but i'm not drinking it because i'm hot jay not drinking it because she forgot i forgot but just we're, for the we're very busy no, what are your pronouns my pronouns are she and her what are your pronouns my pronouns are she her they them and what are you affirming for yourself i'm this affirming week? that i'm a bad bitch yes. i'm affirming that i am enough mm. and i'm affirming that i will have financial freedom Mm -hmm. in my life yes 
I like that shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm affirming, as always, that I am not a lady. Please don't call me that. I'm affirming that I am abundantly healthy and wealthy. I'm affirming that in that abundance of health and wealth, um, I have some travel goals. Mm-hmm. We have some travel goals. Yeah, we do. And I'm affirming that that shit is going to happen. We're about, to travel, we're about to travel the globe. Um, so, yeah. Add some stamps on a passport. Yeah. 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 Well, my mother was mad when she had to renew hers and they took it. You know how they take your old one? Oh, they take the photo too? That you got to get a new photo? Yeah. No, you, they probably use the same one, but they take that one and they give you the new one. And my mother was like, I earned all of the- Oh, I didn't know that they do that. Mm-hmm. You can't have two passports. Right. Huh. Okay. Well, clearly y'all know how much I travel. My passport only had like two stamps anyway. Yeah. So when I renew it, Mm. whatever. (laughs) Last week on the podcast, we talked about generally the type of advice that white entrepreneurs or white people, white men often anywhere. And and honestly, even white women, because it, it makes me think about the, a lot of white women and the like holistic kind of movement i just roll my eyes all the way to the back of my head yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah just mm-hmm. just like voices of authority right yeah. voices of Holistic authority or wellness. i hate when my women yes, talk about wellness. yes in the, in the mm-hmm. often in the social media space talking about wellness white women talking about wellness white men often talking about business and entrepreneurship yeah. last week we talked about um gary Vaynerchuk I forget I forget his name Gary V mm-hmm. we talked about him and how a lot of people black folks included look up look up to him as like an amazing social media marketer and entrepreneur and stuff like that he hasn't done anything so just like a quick heads up you guys don't need to like target Gary V for anything or whatever but just you can it's just not because we sent you right <laughs> I don't care what you right. do it's just not because we sent right you. right but we talked about our point last week was that it's a lot of different ways towards success. Yeah. And a lot of times these white entrepreneurs or these white titans of whatever fucking industry they have excelled in often give advice from a very white, narrow, privileged perspective. Yeah. Which it is totally okay to speak from whatever point of perspective you are speaking from, but oftentimes they speak as if it's the be all. It's the be all end all, and that that is the standard experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like we're all operating from this one form of experience and perspective, and so we can all achieve this thing by following these same white steps. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So last week we talked about Gary V telling people that you only need four hours of sleep, and the rest you can use for doing whatever the fuck and we talked about the fact that no that's what we said we said no because my the amount of rest that i get and the amount of rest that a white man gets are totally different totally different and the reasons why we need the rest are totally totally different different, totally different so i need more than four hours because i deal with more than 16 hours of stress Mm -hmm. in a a fucking time period wait i did that math wrong but whatever the fuck i'm disagreeing you feel what i'm saying yeah okay fantastic so this week i was thinking about that because i'm in a podcast facebook group of a bunch of podcasters and this might have been i'm not sure if this was an editing group or if this was like just general podcasting group and a white man posted some white man is always posting but a white man posted about the some software that he doesn't like yeah and somebody was like okay well why are you shitting on that software if that's you know what a person can afford that's what they can afford yeah and he's like well i don't mean to shit on any software i just think you should have the best podcast but 
if 60 to 100 dollars is going is too much for you to spend on good software then you have bigger problems than podcasting and maybe you shouldn't be podcasting or maybe you shouldn't even consider podcasting which i was enraged yeah i would have been too because what you're saying basically as someone as a white man who earns top dollar doing whatever the fuck it is that you do i'm sure there's a woman of color being paid half of what you make to do the same job you speaking from that vantage not even half one third sure let's be for real about that of course you speaking from that vantage point basically telling low income folks not to not to podcast podcast Mm -hmm. that you shouldn't podcast that podcast is a luxury that there should be barrier more barriers to entry than there already are and it just made me think of all the ways in which white folks and gatekeepers do not use their ingenuity or innovation or how lack of lack of diversity and inclusion is it is expensive you lose out you lose out we have been able when we start, first started this podcast we did not have a mic we didn't have shit right we literally were talking into jay's mac mm-hmm. into the computer yeah which is basically talking into space yes and here we are and we are still moving towards a better situation hopefully mm-hmm. but we've done almost 200 episodes of podcasting of a, yeah of a podcast we've guested on shows yep. we've done live shows we've inspired new podcasts we've, we've this podcast has provided opportunity to us we were able to go to south by we've been invited to lots of things mm-hmm. because we decided that at that moment speaking into your computer was enough to start absolutely and that it was okay that I didn't have sixty to a hundred dollars to spend on fucking anything. Anything, honestly, yes, on shit. Mm-hmm. Had we waited, had we said, if I don't have all the things that the white man says that I need, then I shouldn't do anything. We wouldn't be here. No, we oh. inspire people. Yes. We've thrown fucking podcast meetups. We do that shit every year with Pod and Live NYC, and it just reminded me of white men telling me that i can't do something or that what i have is not enough yeah you know what i'm saying and it also reminded me of when i was at that podcast panel and that white man told everyone this is at the new york latino film yeah. festival that mm-hmm. digital conference that oh, they had the that advertiser day. thing yeah yeah, yeah. when mm-hmm. that white man in the room that white latinx dude told everybody oh it's only five major podcast advertising channels and that's how you get your advertising period yeah. It's a lot of different ways to get it. Bad different it's a lot ways. of different ways to access funds. It's a lot of different ways to access advertisers. But when you're white and you have access, you don't have to think of those alternative ways. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think you of other ways to You don't have to be innovative. You're used to right. things being handed to you. You're used to people believing in you mm-hmm. regardless of skill mm-hmm. level or whatever because you're a fucking white man. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to think of ways to DIY stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think of ways to provide and create opportunities for yourself right. because the fucking world is yours. And all you have to do is say, this is what I do and people fucking believe yep. you. Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Or brazy, excuse me. And also, for someone to sit from a certain vantage point, what I'm saying is about privilege, and this could be a person of any type of privilege, right? It could be able-bodied privilege. It could be light-skinned privilege. It could be male privilege. Whatever your vantage point of privilege is. To say that if you don't have this amount of money, then you shouldn't bother with this type of thing. You shouldn't be in an, in an industry. Right. Like you just really, like you cast someone out of a whole industry. Completely. You shouldn't exist. Yeah. You shouldn't exist. And also I was actually in another group. This was a group 
full of black women. I was in another group and people come in, you know, with their gripes and different things. Yeah. And we're supposed to be able to share information. It's supposed to be a safe space. But somebody came into the group and said, I'm looking at all of my friends get married and have kids and have careers and travel. I have a job that I don't love. I own my condo. But it's a condo. It's a small condo. And like a bunch of other things that to me sounded successful. Right. Yeah, I'm like she owns. Right. I wanted to go through the computer and I wanted to shank her. Right. Because it was like ignorant to who's in this space. Yeah. Right. So this this that particular Facebook group is full of black women from all different walks of life. Mm -hmm. And so for you to come in and talk about all the things that you have and how you feel like this makes you an underachiever or not good enough or unsuccessful in some way is ignorant to your privilege yeah it's ignorant to your privilege and i think that it is offensive and ends up being um i think degrading to those whose level of success is not that and mm -hmm. so now somebody who perhaps works in a fast food restaurant has a small apartment pays their rent on time lives their life you know yeah. what I'm saying? Is, uh -huh. a, is a nice, good person. Should they now read your post? And what are they supposed to feel about themselves? Or what are they supposed to think that other people... people? And then I read the thread. People were chiming in like, nah, you're good, girl. Da -da -da -da. I, it was, it's just weird. Mm -hmm. It's weird how we view who is valuable, who deserves to participate in things, who deserves to do things, who deserves to be successful, what success looks like. It's like we're it's not. It's all capitalism. It's all capitalism. It's all capitalism. And because of capitalism, people have these standards that for a lot of times make no sense. And capitalism makes people believe that you only have a right to certain things if you have enough money for it. Right. There's a reason why, honestly, I feel I've been thinking about this all week. There's a reason why when black women started to seek higher education and the large numbers that we have now school is so fucking expensive mm -hmm. you know what I mean? like it's the, there are ways that capitalism tries to keep people out mm -hmm. and that's just what that is right that's like especially for the guy for the woman it's her basing her standards based on capitalism telling her what is successful mm -hmm. rather than being grateful for what she has and not comparing herself to other people in that mm -hmm. way. I think capitalism sets you up to mm -hmm. fucking... First of all, we all know social media is the, the highlight reel. Right. <laughs> like, right. I'm going to post when I'm on this vacation. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to post when I'm on a crowded ass fucking train right. with stink motherfuckers yeah. going to a job I don't mm -hmm. like. <laughs> you know, Somebody asked me, people keep asking us, or I don't know if they ask you this, mm -hmm. but like if we still work our full-time jobs. We say it every episode. Uh, that we work, we have full-time jobs. But my highlight reel on social media, I'm not posting. Sometimes I do post from work because there's dogs mm -hmm. and like cute shit happening there. Mm -hmm. But that's the shit that I post when I'm having a good time. Yeah. It's no reason to be like, here's my nine to five. Work, what is that shit people like to do work mode i don't give a fuck about work mode i don't want to post that shit yeah, i don't do that so either. it is i'm posting my life but it is my highlight reel so yeah. when i'm having a good time doing my podcast when i'm in at south by southwest or whatever but i have a full ass nine to five job that i spend most of my time at that i don't want to be do i like that you thought that i'm out here living a fabulous life off of my podcast that's fantastic because that's what i'm i'm projecting what i want yes that's, exactly. so that's perfect that's exactly. what you think that's cool You're creating the world you absolutely want. i'm going to tell you that I, no i do actually have a full yeah. nine to five i'm not a liar but 
it's cool that that's what you think i guess but no we're out here like working full-ass jobs and doing this podcast is very hard work and we are um we could be making more money you know what i'm saying just in general but but that shit and also the idea that people under a certain level of income without a certain level of access should not exist right so you're not even thinking in your language you're not even thinking that that group or that population matters or that they would even be in the same facebook group yeah yeah that you could that you would have to consider i got lots to say about their feelings uh, that you would oh no this is a different one oh yeah it's a different one i can't i can't say the name of it because people are familiar with it but and it's not the fault of that particular group it's just a stupid bitch who was playing herself i think though that sorry i didn't mean to cut you Mm -hmm. off i think that because that's why i'm I think I stopped participating in a lot of Facebook groups Mm -hmm. is that even when people are trying to operate outside of capitalist systems or white supremacist systems, that they kind of just fall back into that. Mm -hmm. And it always gets weird for me. Right. Always gets weird for me. Um, Even when they think they're actively not trying to do that, they kind of do, you know, even if that's not the goal. Because even with the conversation you had with the white man in that Facebook group, um, when you pointed out all of his faults, it was like, well, how can I do better type of thing? So he probably thought, he's a white man, so a lot of them think that Mm -hmm. they're operating outside of these things. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that black woman thought she was operating outside of that space. But the default is that space. So it's like like fighting against the current Mm -hmm. to not operate in that way mm-hmm. you know right mm-hmm. some more absurd shit in this vein is i don't know if you saw this on social media but calvin the guy who used to play calvin on the cob the Cos- yes Cos- okay yes right. let's so get to it here's a fucking violent violent it. display of capitalism right His so the actor Jeffrey something so if you've been on social media recently mm-hmm. the actor calvin from the character's name was calvin, calvin. on the cosby yeah. show that was sandra's husband he was so sexist Oh, right, right. He was so sexist. Oh, my God. He was like a nicer version of my dad. His parents were Caribbean. I don't remember from where. His parents were Caribbean. And he had all these sexist ideas about what women should do. But... I think the the theme was that he was young and he was willing. It seemed like he was willing, at least the way they framed the character. He was Maybe willing to yeah, learn. He, was, he didn't even know he was yeah, like he that like sexist. ignorantly be- believed the things he right. believed. Yes. Because when he would check, it was like, oh, he oh. wasn't like you know uh-huh. hotel back yes right 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 <laughs> yeah. right right that is really interesting when i think about the dynamics of that character now in yeah. retrospect in retrospect mm-hmm. so the the actor's name is jeffrey owens he is now about 57 years old i have seen him in i believe i've seen him in commercials mm-hmm. i've seen him on broadway yeah he's a broadway actor right i've seen him i've seen him on broadway and then in light of this thing that recently happened i saw people mention other shows that they've seen him <laughs> in on broadway so i also saw a and in, um, in light of this happening, mm-hmm. that he teaches Shakespeare acting right. workshops, yes. like all these things. So he's yeah. a busy, he's a busy person. Yeah. He's and he lives in New York. He's a busy New Yorker. What happened basically is someone. I don't know if they pulled, I didn't see the picture, but someone either posted a picture or said that they saw him working at Trader Joe's. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, Trader Joe's is like, it's a supermarket. It's not all organic or whatever, but they have like a large selection of fruits and vegetables. They make their own brand of stuff. So So it's very reasonably priced. Yeah. I believe they pay their employees somebody said twenty dollars an hour i saw 22 okay all right so this is what what we would call employees get i will say between 20 and 22 Mm dollars based on what we've been seeing on social media so we call that a living wage yeah um they get dental and Mm -hmm. vision 
mm-hmm. benefits, right? Um, which is not something that everyone gets. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a job that can sustain. Right, right. There are people who work desk jobs that folks would deem respectable who don't but, make 20 something a, yeah, dollars an hour. But because it's a desk yeah. job, it's like, oh, you, this is a respectable job mm-hmm. and you wear a certain type of clothes. And so and you don't work in shifts. You work the same time right. every day. Right, you work in nine to five. You yeah. have your weekends off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically somebody, the, the way in which they were talking about this on social media was to disgrace him. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, look where he's fallen. Like you used to be a main actor on network television and now you're working in a Trader Joe's. How shameful. Yeah. How how sad and shameful and horrible. And I think that there's me- this mentality that he wasn't, he wasn't, he's not an addict. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. not someone, he's not a murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a fucking degenerate. This yeah. is like somebody saw him mm-hmm. at a job. Yeah. And the fact that jobs are stigmatized in such a way that kind of right job. That in kind new of service york job. absolutely absolutely because it was a service job yes yes that's what the issue that's is. right in new york particularly which is a very expensive place to As live fuck. and the more successful you become the larger your expenses your expenses become because yeah. it's like shit that you have to do you know what I'm saying? It's certain things that you have to do to perhaps look a certain way on camera or to whatever the fuck. Like yeah, you might be going you, to a personal trainer. You might be getting fucking. You, you might get not your ride eyelashes. The, you might not ride the sub. You might not ride the, ride the subway because anymore. you can't. Because you can't. Right. But maybe it's not safe because people are gonna fucking take pictures yes. of you. Yes. And all of this mm-hmm. sh- shit. I'm and sure he make doesn't fun live. Of you. Yes, he doesn't live in the type of apartment that you and I live in. Um, most likely, no, I'm sure with the access know. to I'm us sure that people knows. have. Yeah. Right. Right. So, in New York, most people, especially creatives, have a lot of different hustles. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of us have jobs. Yeah. And so, I think, maybe he lost all his money you know from what? the Cosby Show era. But you know what I think people are forgetting is that he probably could have been getting residuals, but because Bill Cosby mm. is a fucking rapist, yeah. I don't know if the show is like being shown anywhere so yeah. how is he going to get that mm-hmm. rerun show mm-hmm. money yeah you know like right. he bills cosby's actions could have also affected his income mm-hmm. no one i've like no one right. has even talking and about that he played calvin which was a beloved character but, but he, he was not rudy or, or fucking the, theo you know, or like a main he came later in, this, in the show you know like it's yeah. all of these things that people aren't taking into consideration mm-hmm. and if this picture didn't pop up you wouldn't be thinking about him anyway right you know, right. like, yeah, I didn't think about him until I was sitting watching a play. I was like, oh, shit, it's Calvin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is lovely. Mm-hmm. And he looked great and he did an amazing job. It wasn't like I was looking at somebody who was like just tr- struggling, looking for work. I was like, no, he's up here like doing it. Yeah. This, he's, I wouldn't think if I didn't know that was Calvin from the Cosby show, I wouldn't have even thought about it because mm-hmm. this is like a guy, a black guy on Broadway. Yeah. And I fucks with that. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just the concept that certain types of people are not good enough certain jobs are not good good enough enough. or valuable Mm -hmm. who deserves to be spoken about um who is valuable and who's not valuable and who who it's okay to shit on and because they deserve it because they work in a certain field or service and who it's not okay to shit on yeah it just made me think about all of those things I think us making a more conscious and concerted effort to break out of that shit because a part of capitalism 
And the system of white supremacy says that it's okay to shit on certain types of people. Mm -hmm. And then he could be working there for many different reasons. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything about being an actor and Mm -hmm. how your benefits and insurance and all of that shit is. Like, he could literally be having a job because he needs health care. But this this system is so fucking disgusting. Yes. That here's this full-time job that I can take so Mm -hmm. I can have benefits. You're gonna do that shit because right. you have to take care of your, right. your physical and mental health. Yep. Like we do not know, mm-hmm. you know. So that kind of irks me. I remember some actor. I don't know who he was. Some white man. The reason why he did. I'm talking about. I guess the union that actors have. SAG. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Um. The reason why he did that Sharknado movie. Okay. Was so that you talking about the actor from Nine Two One Zero. He the reason he did that first one was because his wife was like, We need to keep our medical benefits. You better do that movie. Mm-hmm. Like right. you have to be I guess be actively working to um and that union yeah. to be getting those benefits. Mm-hmm. So like he only took a job so he could have benefits. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. Right. We don't know why he took the job. There's mm-hmm. many things that come with also having a job mm-hmm. that aren't just like paying your bills every week. As you yeah. know, as far as if there's like medical benefits and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, there's you know like mm-hmm. I, this is another reason why I just want everyone to shut. Up. Yeah, <laughs> like we yeah. don't know. I want people to shut up, and I want people to to really think about the groups of people who they decide it's okay to talk shit about. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay to disgrace. Mm-hmm. I was at a family function, which I need to go to therapy because this whole uh fucking weekend keeps recently. Like this was um in May. Yeah, you need to uh-huh. schedule appointments every family function i do i know it's that i do it's really my family is bad for my mental health i think i do too. yeah they are bad for my mental health and i know that i'm not the only person who experiences this Uh but i was at a family function and one of my step siblings decided that it was okay to shit on what he was calling ghetto black women and it was like a series of stuff happening like this and i would be able to ignore it except for the fact that my baby brother was there yeah. my baby brother who is he just graduated high school he just graduated high school he's just started college now but he's either 17 or 18 he has mm-hmm. a late birth no right now he's 18 mm-hmm. okay had my baby brother who in his graduating class of high school was only one black woman, right? Only mm-hmm. one black girl in his entire graduating class. Yeah. Had he not been in the room, I might have been able to play it like it was no big deal and yeah. ignore this this fucking foaming at the mouth motherfucker who had had too much to drink. But my baby brother's in the room. We're not about to talk about this group of black women like they're disposable. Yeah, It's misogynoir. Mm-hmm. What is it teaching him? He's about to go to college and treat black women like how, like, like what? Yeah. He's about to go to college and treat um, the light-skinned fucking black woman whose name is Jennifer different than he treats dark-skinned Keisha. Because mm-hmm. what are you saying? When you say ghetto black girls, what do you mean? Yeah. What are you saying? Mm-hmm. It was even more frustrating because you're talking about people that are from where we're all from. Yeah. So, like, what exactly do you mean when you say ghetto? If you're not ghetto and Janicia and Jasmine, okay, who's tattooed all over her body, mm-hmm. are... If we're not, who are you talking about? What do you mean? Yeah. Right? Did you, do you think that because me and Jasmine are light-skinned that we don't fall into that box? Like, what are you trying to say? Yeah. What is happening here? So I had to explore that because you're saying this in front of the baby whose only experience with black women is us here in this room and that one black girl who he graduated with. with. Yeah. What's he about to go and be like in college if he sits here and sees the elders talking foolishness about black women? Yeah. It just reminded me of all of those ways in which certain groups, it's okay 
to shit on. Mm-hmm. And we cannot remain silent about when we see people shitting on these groups that, okay, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like we're all... We're all black and we're all in it together unless somebody is ratchet or ghetto. Yeah. We're all in it together yeah. unless somebody is a drug addict or what we like to call a crackhead. Yeah. We're all in it together unless somebody is working in a fast food job. Then it's like, oh, no, they should have gone to school and they should have done this to yeah. earn this and to be mm-hmm. a certain type of person. You know what I'm saying? Like we say often, only the exceptional blacks are the ones who are allowed. Right freedom and this right the, to be themselves it's not and okay things. and that's not it's how not it okay we know white people are gonna do this to us yeah. we know this is what they do yeah when i was talking to that motherfucker in the podcast group i wasn't surprised by what he said mm-hmm. what was most surprising was that i said in this group that i'm the only one who's saying yo what the fuck is wrong with you and who are you talking to because am i the only person here who sees a problem with this yeah. i know it's white people in here who 60 to 100 dollars would break them yeah but y'all not gonna say anything because you don't want to look like white trash no. yep. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that's the which is its own racist concept because yeah. it implies that the only way it implies that poor white people are akin to black folks that whiteness is supreme and normal and, it, and decent and it implies that capitalism is only for a certain kind of person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so what what are, what are we doing mm-hmm. what are any of us fucking doing yeah. it implies that it's okay to talk shit about fat people it's okay to talk shit about trans people certain groups it's okay to talk shit about and not be unified with and then other people we stand up for it'd be the same people mm-hmm. it'd be the same people pointing out that calvin is back in groceries right now and that then on the other side of things want to talk about what's pro-black and black excellence and all yeah, of that shit yeah exactly you know? exactly It'll, it'll be those people yeah it's always those people yeah it's really annoying. so anyway jeffrey tell us what uh trader joe's you work at so we can come take pictures with you and get your autograph right. and shit okay i, fucks with I that. feel like that's all that should have happened like oh my god oh snap it's so good to see you yeah. here yo what like what that's it that's it take a picture if he wants to that's it if he's comfortable with it and then go about your business oh my god did you see the picture yeah i did it looked like he was just working and someone just snapped the picture. Oh, so they didn't ask him it shit. No, they just snapped the picture. Mm-mm. That shit is yeah. so fucking whack. That makes that reminds me randomly of when I was a kid and Flavor Flav was on the train. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, shoot, Flavor Flav is on the two train, right? Mm-hmm. And this one guy was like, so what? I see him at the room <laughs> office all the time. <laughs> That's oh, funny. Oh, gosh. That was a better memory than this, Jeff. That was a better memory. <laughs> I used to see Slick Rick up the block from me at the supermarket. For real. Yeah. He likes to food. Everybody needs to grocery. Everybody needs to work and needs health benefits. And everybody needs to buy groceries. I remember going home and saying, my, I saw every flavor on the train. And she was like, well, he got to get places too. Hello. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Um, So we realize now. We've been calling Elvin. The character's name was Elvin. It was not Calvin. It was Elvin. I should have known that because there's no West Indian named Calvin. No, there isn't. Okay, but Elvin is more. But that's a Calvin sense. thing to do. It is. Besides being that racist, not racist, misogynist. Yes, you're right. You're right. All right. So his name was Elvin. Not Calvin. Hands off, Elvin is the point. Exactly. Hands off, Calvin's too. You know what? Let's let's just take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> money. Do you know what this year is? Um, what's this year? Well, it's 2018. But do you know what 2018 is all about? 
whatever year is all about. Yeah, but like giving black women year. your money. Yes, give so black gay. women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes, yes. We do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TWithQueenandJ.com. Hit that donate tab. And mm-hmm. we have two options there. So you two! Can, two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the time okay so we got some t-mail and as always if you all would like to send us your t-mail you can hit us up at t with queen and j at gmail.com yes. and we will get back to you yo mm-hmm. um usually we will talk about it on the show um very rarely do we like respond like in the freaking thing we don't got time we don't really have time but usually we'll we'll talk about it on the show so we got t-mail from a person named brandon and brandon says hi there this question is more within the context of film television and acting but applicable to other industries i realize employers or companies pitch potential auditions for projects that i don't feel reflect the types of characters and stories that i want to tell the issue becomes me denying projects and then receiving backlash and potentially missing other opportunities. How do I responsibly engage the conversation with agents and casting best? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. I don't know at all. I don't know. Okay. So I didn't know either Mm -hmm. when I first read this, because part of knowing how to navigate white supremacy and the system of capitalism and patriarchy and all that bullshit is knowing knowing the game knowing the industry right so i don't know the rules of the acting industry so i wasn't sure so i found an actor and i asked him that question so the homie brandon victor dixon who you all have been roasting on social media for being terry silver on power and minding his fucking business i saw another picture of him on a subway and like here he here he he is ghost yeah they were teasing him for having his legs crossed yeah Uh, yes it's that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he reposted and was like a brother can't go to the u.s (laughs) open <laughs> oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, that was funny. All right, so I hit up Brandon. Well played, well played. Well played, sir. I hit up Brandon and he was kind enough to hit me up with a response. Okay. Okay. So Brandon says if I understand what they're asking, and I'm not exactly sure that I do, okay, also the way this was initially written, I didn't fully understand the question. Jay had to read it over to me a, a few, few times. different times, because yes. I think, yeah, if you check back to, maybe you can't see what you sent, and I think maybe there was a portion of it that got deleted or something, yeah. so I was a little bit confused, but... 
Brandon says, I think there's no risk-free way to do that. That's life. Everything has a potential cost. And with acting, the power access dynamics really matter. It's the reason people have sex for a part until they have the power to not have to make that choice and to prevent that choice from being passed on to others. As in all industries, if you speak out about race and related issues, there's typically a cost to the primary, but progress for those that follow. Sometimes there's no cost. And if they have a relationship with any casting directors, there's a safer opportunity, obviously. But everyone has to choose when they think it's time to exercise whatever power they have to address a situation they believe requires attention. Hopefully, oh, was this helpful at all or did I, did I miss the point? So he says that. And then I, as somebody who's not in acting, am a little, was a little bit confused because in my head, I felt like your agent works for you. So can't you just tell your agent that you don't want to play a coon ass nigger you yeah. know what i'm saying can't you say that so i ask um oh i actually did say coon ass nigger in this text <laughs> it's like why wouldn't you i don't know when it comes to agents don't they work for you what's the harm in telling your agent that you don't want to play some manner of coon ass nigger what am i missing or are they power wielding gatekeepers as well Brandon says, agents, no, no harm. And it's important to state what you're willing to do. On the other hand, I do know people whose agents say you go out for what I send you when I send you or I'll drop you. And people are desperate to have an agent, desperate to have an opportunity. When you feel that way, what won't you do? What won't you say? Mm -hmm. All right. So acting sounds whack. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say that acting Acting professionally. Yeah. Sounds whack as fuck. What it, what, it, so what it sounds like he's saying is that you make a choice, you take a risk if you decide to speak up and you decide when is the appropriate time for me to speak up? When am I willing to sacrifice that power? And I think part of this is why there are so many of us people of color in particularly who make our own way. Yeah, make our own way. But honestly, like when you say acting is whack, it sounds like because people look at entertainment industries as a space where you don't have to do traditional work. Mm-hmm. But that makes it sound like a regular ass job. Mm, like having to na- having navigate, to the, navigate racial dynamics. the racial dynamics, having to decide when you should speak up, when you shouldn't speak right. up and all of that other stuff. How bad you want it, mm-hmm. how bad you want to keep that job, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. It sounds like a regular ass job. And that's why acting <laughs> sounds right because mm. that's the regular ass shit that we deal with with our own jobs Nine to five bullshit yeah yeah that was interesting it was interesting and we hope we helped you in some kind of way yes i hope so but that's the that's the other thing i think is knowing that activism is risky it is activism is risky and unfortunately when you are a person of color or any type of marginalized individual your life is a revolutionary act if you insist on being seen as a full person. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the shit that you do, the things that you say, the way that you move, that shit is revolutionary and there will often be a price to pay for that shit. Yeah. It you will know? Be. Um, so if you are willing to help pave a better way for those who come behind you, then maybe speak out. Mm-hmm. If you're not trying to deal with that shit, which is totally within your right. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you don't say nothing and they keep throwing you coon ass nigga parts you know something else that i would suggest the podcast that i listened to black men can't jump in hollywood Mm -hmm. those are three actor comedian type dudes who work within the industry and navigate that shit yeah and they do it in different ways i listen to them sometimes and it sounds like there are a few different approaches going on Mm -hmm. some of them coon ass nigga some of them not yeah so i i would suggest because they deal with and discuss 
black folks and people of color in that space. I think that if you were to write them a letter, I think that they would respond. Okay. So I would suggest. I said, are you talking to me? I'm like, okay. Yeah, I well, <laughs> I, I am kind of. Yeah, but this, we're is, doing a this podcast. is the response for the person. Yes, thank you. But me. I didn't um, ask this fucking question. Well, that's true. But yeah, I would suggest doing that to get another, um, another, another perspective, perspective from people in the industry. So check them out. Check them out. And um, good luck with that shit. It sounds like a pain in the ass. It really does. It really fucking does. Do you want to? Pay some black women. Give me your fucking money. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's pay black women. Okay, so our pay black women segment is where Jay and I highlight either black women, black or indigenous women in business. We highlight black or indigenous organizations or black and indigenous femmes who need your money. So yes. that is what we do at this segment. And the homie Sin- Sydney, yes, sent this to sent us. This Thank to you us. so much, Sydney. Thanks we appreciate so you as always. Um, yes, and if you want to submit a pay black women thing, do that also. Yeah, you can send that through our T-mail at tbthqueenandj at gmail.com. So Sydney sent us a personal blog and an Instagram page that is called Melanin Dreamhouse. The website is melanindreamhouse.com, and it is by Princess of Femme. And it's a blog and Instagram page that highlights black-owned business. And most of the businesses that they highlight are black women businesses. The businesses are generally makeup and skincare brands. And on the website, they actually have a black business directory there. You know, it's always great to find other spaces where you can find other black business. And she separates it based on industry, so it's kind of easy to find. So if you want to go there, you want to find black people in tech, you can click that, and then you'll see some kind of businesses in Dope. that. Um, so, yeah, it's a great resource to find other ways to give black women, black femmes, your money. And, um, you know, how websites work. You know, go there, give her your clicks. That's right. And, um, yeah. Okay. So, and did you give us the IG handle? Yes, the IG in- handle is also Melanin Dreamhouse. That is the Instagram, same as the website. That is amazing. I like that shit. I'm going to check it out. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, so, ready to get into news that's not news? I am. News that's not news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news. That's not news. So I'm sure everybody has heard about it. Hopefully you have. But if you have not, we're here to talk about it. Yeah. I've seen it floating around, but I really wanted to highlight this. I want mm-hmm. to I want to make sure everybody fucking knows that this happened. Because it fucking pissed me off and it's fucking outrageous. I'm angry. Yeah. So Serena Williams has been banned from wearing her Wakanda-inspired catsuit. Yes. That also helps to um, with her blood circulation because we know right. that Serena Williams suffers from getting blood clots mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. It, the way that it was described, it's like it's kind of like a compression yeah. uniform. So it serves a purpose other than just like her being in a catsuit, right? A bad bitch. She's a badass bitch. She was banned from wearing it at future French Open tournaments and... Serena says, I almost died after after giving birth to my daughter, Olympia. Say that again, please. I almost died after giving birth to my daughter, Olympia. Run that back. No, I'm sorry. 
I almost died after giving birth to my daughter, Olympia. First, my C-section wound popped open due to the intense coughing I endured as a result of the embolism. Mm -hmm. I returned to surgery where doctors found a large hematoma, a swelling of clotted blood in my abdomen, and then I returned to the operating room for a procedure that prevents clots from traveling to my lungs. So that's why she wore the suit. Yes. Um, The suit was built to help prevent that shit Mm -hmm. again she said her c-section stitches popped open from her coughing yeah okay so this this uniform helps her keep it all together while she plays fucking tennis yeah which is an intensive fucking sport Mm -hmm. she's running around we've seen serena play she's the most decorated fucking tennis player alive yeah okay she is fucking tennis fuck what you heard she is fucking tennis yes yeah so i'm reading from the independent right now so the french open president bernard guticelli i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm pronouncing that wrong the french are fucking racist i don't yeah there's that um i don't give a shit if i'm pronouncing it right or not so basically he said um that serena williams and other players will need to be more conservative at future editions of this tournament So speaking to Tennis Magazine, he says, it's a bit late because the collections are already designed, but we're going to nonetheless ask the manufacturers to let us know what's coming. I believe we have sometimes gone too far. Serena's outfit this year, for example, would no longer be accepted. You have to respect the game and the place. What in the black ass fuck? Yeah. Who respects the game more than Serena Williams? And How what do you that show mean? respect to tennis? What does it mean? And and tell us exactly what was disrespectful I, about her outfit. I think the way you respect tennis is by playing tennis. Like, don't bring a football. Right. <laughs> don't bring a basketball. Mm-hmm. Maybe, Practice. Maybe not bring a bat to hit bring a tennis ball. Bring your A game. Play well. Follow whatever the fuck the rules you know, are. Don't wear those spiky sneakers mm-hmm. that... I don't know what sport wears those, but yeah. to mess up the grass. Represent tennis. I think you do have to wear a little bit of a spike, but don't wear the wrong spike. Not the ones that's going to rip up the tennis grass. Well, okay, that, that's you true. You know? Okay. Like, don't have knives on the saying, bottom of your shoes. You know, yeah, right? That's important. So Maybe not shit on the field. Right. Serena represents court. tennis around the world. Yeah. She represents tennis. She has major deals because of what she does on the court. Mm-hmm. There are many people who... Pay attention to tennis only because Serena. Hello, is fucking playing. Hello, you think Terry Silver would have been going to the U.S. Open? He might have. If Serena he was not have. a tennis player, I feel like he, he might, might have. have. He does look like a. <laughs> you're right. He had a shorts on and everything. Yeah, he. he okay, he, maybe he, he might have. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but it's all different type of black folks and people everywhere, not just black folks. People who just didn't fuck with tennis. Who yeah. fuck with tennis because we, Serena is tennis. Yeah, and tennis is a very classy sport. Hello, you know so serena has created a visual um access to tennis that people just weren't didn't even think that they could be right. in that space right. because tennis is a very classic mm-hmm. sport yeah. anyway you know? i guess i want to know what first no one respects the game more than serena so what do you mean by showing more respect for the game and the place what was disrespectful about her cat suit they're so special about this place well, there's that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't understand. It's a sport. It's not a religion. Well, some people are it's very a stadium. It's not a, about sports. A temple. You know, like yeah. it's not. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Let's let's pretend it's mad special. Okay. What was wrong with her outfit? That's what I want to know. Nada. 
I want to know what was wrong Nothing. with her outfit except that a black body was in it. That's what I want to know was what wrong. was disrespectful except that a black body That's what was wrong. was on the court. You don't be black, mm-hmm. a black woman, with that body mm-hmm. on our court living freely. In a Black Panther inspired Don't you ever. Suit. Yeah. Don't you ever. Yeah. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue. Mm-hmm. The policing of black women's bodies in that way, especially when it comes to our clothing and our dress clothes and how we're sexualized mm-hmm. and how we're, especially Serena, when people mm-hmm. like, we already know that she's drug tested more than yeah. other athletes in, the, in, in tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, we already know that there's so many things that they She's the best tennis player ever, but mm-hmm. she has the less endorsements than that other white bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's just so much that we know is tied to race and racism. Right. When it comes to Serena and how they treat her in the sport that she loves, she still loves and respects mm-hmm. that sport, regardless of how shitty y'all fucking treat her. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, like I want to fight. <laughs> we, like I feel like I feel like Iverson. Like we talking about respect. Yeah, you talking you talking about respect? Respect where? Where? What, what do you What do you mean respect? Huh? Respect, my nigga. We talking about respect? Who respects the game more who, than Serena? Who respects Serena? That's like that's, that's what the question should be. Who respects Serena? Right. People are fucking looking at. She is the fucking the best athlete mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't, you're not respecting The her. other piece about this that makes it even more disrespectful t- to me is like these institutions, you can institute a new dress code, right? Which would still be whack and disrespectful. But you could, you could input a new dress code and just do that shit and just say, hey, we've updated the dress code. Here's the information. Yeah, you could do that for next year. Like, right. But the calling out, the, for me, the yeah. calling out of Serena, why are you in this magazine calling out some shit that Serena wore instead of just, if, if you looked at it and you felt like it wasn't fitting of the place, whatever the fuck racist shit that means, mm-hmm. just change the fucking guidelines and, honestly, and announce the change. I don't know. I don't know about tennis enough to know who the white woman was, but I saw a side by side photo of Serena and this other white woman tennis player who's played at the French Open. And she had on a cat suit too. Hers was pink. I don't know who the woman was because I don't follow tennis enough. Mm. So wait, but she played at the same French place, the French Open. Okay. I don't know what year it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know who this woman is because I don't follow tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a tennis page. Okay. I, after that, I started like it was a cat suit. Nothing. Yes, nothing was, on top. Not it was a skirt a cat, or anything. No, it was a cat suit. It was pink. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I wanted. That's what I'm saying. I want to know what aspect of Serena's cat suit was disrespectful lacked respect it wasn't the castle it was the body inside of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bottom line mm-hmm. we know that's what that was it had right. nothing to do with anything else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then i also think that another thing that Shavina does with her outfits is that she for me anyway she makes tennis like visually more fun right and i don't think they want it to be this fun casual household thing for everyone they, that's the thing and right that there. way access they don't want that shit and for everyone yeah they don't want that shit mm-hmm. and that's what serena has been doing mm-hmm. like her out her tennis outfits have become fashion mm-hmm. it's like a fashion thing right and um, that's not what they want this is supposed to be tennis it's supposed to be exclusive mm-hmm. it's supposed to be only for the ones that we allow to be in this space yeah. only ones for the ones who 
can afford to be in this space. And back to white women, if one of them was making it fashion, it would be, wow, look at this cute, fun yeah, thing that she's course, made fashion. But the course. fact that a black woman is making it fashion yeah. makes We should it not be talking like about tennis because of what Serena's wearing. What this black we should woman be talking doing, about tennis. This black woman who we don't even really want here. Yeah. Regardless to how successful it is, regardless to the fact that she makes tennis more money than if she were not there and when she were not there. Yeah. Something else that I think probably triggered this racism was um serena and when being questioned about her outfit said it made her feel quote like a warrior princess and presented her with the opportunity with quote an opportunity to inspire a whole different group of amazing women and kids so um, don't you this, have don't you have meaning yeah exactly this white man heard her speaking to black women yeah speaking to black and mm-hmm. about to and about black people and that was unacceptable mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was highly racist. There were pictures of her looking amazing in like tutu kind of inspired garments. um, Yeah, she wore that after. Yeah, she had a black one on. I think there was another time she had a pink one or some other color or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she looked great. It's mm, I'm just kidding because my friend, I have a friend who styles Serena Williams. Mm -hmm. And it's just like annoying because it's like. That's fucking great work. That's happening there. And you're kind of hinting in the work of like two black women that I know. So mm-hmm. it's just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I don't like people. Makes me angry. Yeah. Urgh. Yeah. And I wanted, to, I, I wanted to highlight the racism because it's cute that she looked great in a tutu. That's great. But we really need to talk about like yeah. how, how we got here, mm-hmm. you know, and how racist that shit was. So fuck that. Fuck the French Open. Fuck Bernard, Jitta, whatever. <laughs> fuck all y'all. Fuck everybody. Fuck Tennis Magazine. They just printed the words, but fuck them Fuck too. those fuzzy balls. Fuck them fuzzy balls. Fuck Tennis. Mm-hmm. That continues to shit on Serena. Yeah. Fuck all of that funky fucking bullshit. Delete all that shit. Delete all that shit. Delete all that shit. Um, Even though that was kind of a pit. Do you want to get into the pit? <laughs> yes. All right, cool. I'm always down for the pit. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Yeah. Damn, so. You want to tell them what the pit is? Yes. The pit. The pit is where we throw the people, places, and things that are trying to tear down our black joy. Mm-hmm. Our black joy. Trying to suck that shit out of us. Mm-hmm. And um, this, this is where we talk about how we don't like that this shit. This is the knock if you buck section of the show. Dude. Okay. So, I want to throw in a pit. Mm-hmm. So, I was on my Twitter. Yes. On my my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like there's about to be some spicy podcast beef. Yes. And I like to curate my timeline mm-hmm. so that is to my liking. Of course. I live in a world where there's lots of shit I don't like. That's right. So when it comes to my social media space, mm-hmm. I treat it like my life and I try to just right. just fuck with who I fuck yes. with and that's it. Of course. So I am scrolling through my timeline and I saw that Rod. <gasps> no, not Rod. Of the black guy who tipped the <gasps> podcast. God, it's come to this. Had the nerve to, in so many ways, come at me. Mm. Right? Mm. It's personal. Yes. So I'm going to read the tweet mm-hmm. that inspired me to put Rod. Okay. Talking to the mic. To put Rod mm-hmm. into the pit. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. So first I saw this tweet. Only 
the most basic people like everything bagel. You don't even know bagels. What? You're not even a New Yorker. Are you serious? You're not even Jewish. Are you what? But most important, you're not even a New Yorker. You think your bagel in, in the Carolina is going to be like a bagel in New York? It's really not. Fuck out of here, it's right? Really not. So then I saw this tweet, this other tweet, because I'm like, all right, you know, that's just one sentence. I could get over that. Mm-mm. I could still live my black ass free Mm-mm. life, right? Mm-mm. And then I see this tweet. The everything bagel is the most overrated bagel, in my opinion. Mm-mm. And seeking to be everything, it succeeds in becoming nothing. Violence. Bitch. This is violent, The Rod. everything bagel is everything. This is tragic that this is happening. The dot and the period. This is tragic. First of all. Yes. The everything bagel is the blackest bagel of them all. Uh, why? It Tell them the why. It's the most seasoned ass bagel. Exactly. It has all the seasons. It's got garlic. Yes. It's got sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. It's got salt bits. Yep. It's got mm-hmm. onion. Because we like a well seasoned bagel. Tell we about them to eat all that bread wow. with seasoning on it. That's yo. right. It's about the seasonings. We're we supposed to eat cinnamon, raisin. I don't want them nougats in my bagel. I'm not eating no cinnamon. I'm supposed to eat a basic, basic ass salt bagel so I can get my blood pressure up. Like and what all, whatever else gets up. Excuse you. And the everything bagel also encompasses tell right him, tell when him. it comes to blackness. Tell how him. you make things out of nothing. Tell them. Go ahead. Or how you're not given the access to do what the fuck Ooh. you want to do. So you say, you know what? You say I can't Good do God. that. That's I'm gonna right. do this Hello. over here, and I'm gonna, gonna put all of the seasons. It's innovation on, in this circle. It's innovation. Piece of bread. That's and right. enjoy my black ass life. That's right. And eat this bagel. Some of us cannot afford mm. to buy every single kind of bagel. Oh. So we buy an everything bagel. We so we can have the experience of all the bagels at one time. And eat the fucking bagel. Hello. How dare you? How dare you? Come at the fucking everything it was bagel. Racist. Yes. It was um misogynist. Yes. Um it, it was, was anti New York. It is Northist. It's Northist. It's hateful. Yes um it's ignorant it is and quite frankly we're tired of it i've had it up to here we're not gonna stand for it it's unfortunate and sad that it's come to this you know as black podcasters we don't want to be feuding but um you came for the everything bagel so guess what motherfucker everything goes (laughs) okay and here we are all right um so there's that yeah yeah you know free to issue an apology but we just want to throw that out there as some bagel ass eating new yorkers you know, just you, you don't, know, don't watch, come for the everything bagel. We don't come for what's that? Hot water somethings? Whatever y'all make, that's I don't hot know water what something. Make in the I don't know, honest. but I know in the south it'd be hot water something. <laughs> <laughs> we don't come for that because we don't know that. We don't speak that language. Okay. Okay. <sighs> okay. I had to get that off my. Face. All right, that's cool. Now that that's out of the way, I know that speaking of this whole um, Serena Williams and her uniform, yeah, um, Nike made that uniform, right? Who is one of Serena's sponsors, I think, or she's endorsed by them, maybe some shit. Yes, that happened, and then Nike released a tweet, and the tweet says, "You can take the superhero out of her costume, but you can never take away her superpowers." Hashtag just do it and then there's a photo of why can i make it big remember catsuit con <laughs> <laughs> that's for oh older gosh. listeners and then it has a <laughs> then it has a picture of her in the catsuit you know playing tennis and when i saw this tweet i immediately got angry because mm-hmm. i remember back in the day when um 
Mike Brown was assassinated and Ferguson was like in the heat of having this uprising. Right. Back like when we started this podcast yeah. and Nike released a statement saying that they stood by police. Yep, they stood by police. It's it's law enforcement day. Here's 30% off, off everybody. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I as a reformed and recovering sneakerhead, as I said, I'm not ahead of anything, but <laughs> as a recovering sneakerhead, I don't buy yeah, I don't Nike buy sneakers anymore. Mm-hmm. I will I'm not, you know, I have nephews and nieces and shit like that. Life is already hard so if they ask me for a pair of sneakers i get them what yeah. they want but when it comes to myself the only nikes i wear are shit that i already have Same. in my closet i have old jordans yeah back when they used to be nikes yeah so yes mm-hmm. i do have they're those. still affiliated mm-hmm. but yeah so i haven't purchased a pair of nikes in years yeah since i haven't that either. Shit popped off. and i've been wanting some because some of the air max that i used to have in high school that have come back they were fresh and i'm like nostalgia yeah i want to we grew up on nikes yeah. i remember wondering why anyone wore anything other than that besides you know the occasional shell toe adidas but mm-hmm. like what the fuck they released that statement and mm-hmm. it, a part of what made me angry is that it's obvious that you choose the sides of black people when it's profitable right to you right you only care about black lives and black bodies when it is profitable to you and mm-hmm. that is a fucking problem like Mm -hmm. you have publicly made this statement clear to me that you only care about black bodies when it's profitable to you so nike you go in the pit Mm. i'm still not fucking with your sneakers i i toyed with the idea i'm like it's been years nike hasn't been bothering me maybe i'm about those air max Mm. and like now i'm just not because nah Mm. and i'm not gonna i'm not mad at people who still buy nikes i'm not putting out a call for people to boycott nike Mm -hmm. like do what the fuck you want to do with your life but for me personally i just cannot i just felt so disrespected yeah by seeing that tweet and you clearly oh it was just gross so nike yeah. goes in a pit as a brand that we have all uplifted and fucked with heavily uh urban culture in particular yeah the ones who are being murdered by police it's just interesting because especially when you could have said nothing yes you know absolutely nothing could have said nothing but you found a way to say that police are super important to you and you stand by them you stand by them you could have just said nothing in the heat of of police brutality which is we've learned now is all the time yeah but um fuck you nike you in a pit you're in the pit fuck your moms fuck your whole generation where go and talk to rod oh my god <laughs> that was harsh that was a different type of pit no they're rod is in a separate section they're in the same pit oh I don't my know, goodness they're in the same pit I do love everything. Bagel. It's the best bagel with like some scallion like tofu oh. cream cheese or regular cream cheese whatever you eat yeah because we like flavor yes it's mad flavor you know it's all the flavors it's all the flavors i think we did a show i do think we did a show yes be sure to follow us on the show's social meets we are on instagram and twitter at t with qj we are also on tumblr and facebook t with queen and j send us some t-mail um you can do that by emailing us at t with queen and j at gmail.com visit our website tbsqueenj.com and that is where you can donate that is where you can check out all of our other paid black women Mm -hmm. and many other things that you can do there we're going to be at tos podcast live show so for anybody else who's going to be there so on september 29th if you listen to that podcast um we will be there so say hi see us say what's up please do that Mm -hmm. you can buy me a drink But you can't come home with me. You okay. might could come home with me. I'm having, <laughs> I'm having a moment. You might could do it. You might could do it. Oh, we'll be at Essence Street Style. 
for anybody who yes. is going to be there if you see us there say what's up say hi. um yeah. that is september something i don't know but we'll be there for yes. sure for mm-hmm. shizzle and okay let's get into these hashtags. okay hashtag tea with queen and jay hashtag black lives matter hashtag say her name hashtag trans lives matter yep hashtag all black lives matter stop killing trans women hashtag disability to white for c here hashtag for c here all day all okay the fucking day i'm having a whole like i'm a 4c person but right now i'm having a 4c moment mm-hmm. and uh, treat our my, hair with care with like, care. like Learn about our hair. Please do. I feel like if you learn about 4C hair, you mm-hmm. can do all of the hairs. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's actual and factual. Um, hashtag. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I want to sing the song. Okay. Hashtag. It got to know mix. Sorry. Okay. Hashtag <laughs> edge control resistant. That's who I am. If you're 4C and you have an edge control that you found that like is amazing, holla at the kid, yo. Word, son. I've like come to accept that my edges are about to be like just kinky and coily forever. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. But if you have an edge control that works for you, let me know. <laughs> hashtag unpack BG. Hashtag bag ladies. Hashtag inner whole uprising. Hashtag Marsha's plate. Hashtag queer walk. Hashtag sex, love, and liberation. Hashtag maybe he doesn't hit you. Hashtag everything bagels, yo. Forever. Yo. Hashtag Wakanda forever. Hashtag to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was created, produced, hosted by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima, recorded at the Indie Creative Network Studios. Peace. Peace out. When Aretha passed away, my little niece, who's 13 years old, hugged me because I was weepy and numb. And she walked away after she hugged me. She said, Miss Franklin must have been so sweet. I was like, bitch. Wasn't nothing sweet about Aretha. (laughs) Go on. Hit a wrong note and see what happens. Sweet. That ain't no adjective you use for a diva.